Welcome to Hollywood Deli. I am your host, Vega Blue, and my co-host is Chris from the streets. Hope you enjoy tonight's show. Let's go. Because it sent where it made almost look like Swiss was attacking him. And they didn't have the backstory of... Right what happened with fancy or what happened and you felt with... it was more explained on drink change it was fully explained salty you basically salty oh i was salty oh right. no, I just like it. how he feel about you <laughs> not not the TV. did he get me back on his record I accept that. But, you know, I, I don't know if you could ask Swiss. It was that morning that came out, and I said, Swiss, this is what I told him. He said, yo, no, you was right. I should have just left. And I said, you know what I want you to do? Because the next morning after the Buster thing aired, what a lot of people were saying was, oh, Swiss is hating. You can't hate. You can't hate. And a lot of people thought that Swiss was just hating because, you know, in hip hop, if you aren't the top guy right at the moment, you're washed up. And they thought that Swiss was attacking him for no reason. But there was a lot of backstory. And I would love and I was trying to Google and figure out what's the backstory. And I'm going to find it. But maybe Swiss will come out with it. Maybe it's not important enough to him. He's got a lot of beautiful things going on. He's got a, he did a fucking interview of his house where he was on um, Architecture Digest and they live in this glass house. They, you know, shit. It's, they, they're living a beautiful life. If you up. Right. right. There's not an up hater. Right, right. It's not Period. really sore losers. Period. There's not really sore winners. winners. Right. Excuse me. Sore winners. There's not that, I know what that, you that, meant. that word. Thank you. You, you understand you. my dyslexia. I had you. Yeah. <laughs> you are you are connected with me. But there there can't be really sore winners. So you know what I told Swiss. I said, Swiss, can you do me a favor? And he goes, What's up? I said, post your beautiful wife. Post your beautiful cars and post your beautiful house. And don't even like, fucking address it. Right. I said, and I think he actually listened to me, but the thing was, it sent this relationship because all of y'all are three very famous people. What is your take on the Drake situation? My take on Swiss mm -hmm. is that he is the most real human mm -hmm. on the planet. Mm -hmm. Ask anybody who knows him. Yes. There's not, he's on the phone with people that he loves at three in the morning. I'm yeah, like, babe, you're not gonna to come to bed? Yeah. But he's on the phone with people because they need him. Yep. Because they going through something and they need somebody to listen. I'm probably one of them. I'm you one of them. You are yeah. definitely one, one of them. them. Yeah, I'm one Bus of them. Bus is definitely yeah, one yeah. of them. Name him, name him, name him, yep. name him. He shows up for everybody times a million. Mm -hmm. I never seen a loyalty or a respect, speaking mm -hmm. of loyalty to respect, mm -hmm. like him. Yeah. That people, he, people love him in a way that I never experienced before. Right. There's a real connection. He can yep. call you tomorrow. Yep. He can call anybody and say, my brother, blah, 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 blah. And it's a real oh, yeah. thing. I'm Not because it's some way. fake industry bullshit because it served right. you at the moment. He's a, one of the, the 
realest person I ever met. Right. So, so my perspective on him is that he's always going to speak his truth because mm. whatever he's saying, there's, there's validity behind it. Mm. And beside it, he is absolutely the most genuine person. And he's, he's thorough. Mm. You know, he's the mm. realest of the real. Mm. He tells me the realest of the real can go out without a dollar in their pocket mm. and be good. Mm. And that's who he is. Mm. That's who I love the way Alicia defends her husband. She, and not be messy about it and go after the Drake in the interview. She said, my perspective on Swiss. And she explained it very well that he's not playing, he doesn't play the industry uh, the way certain people do, like Kanye and Drake do. You know, they act like they want relationships with people. And then once they get what they want from you, you know, you can't get him on the phone. He he, he just seems like very a genuine person. He has that energy about him. And Nori talked about how Swiss is so persuasive when it came to beats that he ended up buying beats that he knew he wasn't even going to use because he, he just makes you believe in things. And I like how Alicia really um, backed her husband without being um, disrespectful to Drake. So I just, you know, and that that's called growth and maturity and staying in your lane. She really didn't get into the drama of what's going on with Drake and um, uh, Swiss. But anyway, speaking of Drake and Swiss, I'm not Drake and Swiss, but speaking of Drake, Drake did this uh, wonderful uh, tour with uh, Kanye West. He was a special guest for Larry Hoover. And I actually watched a, uh, like a good chunk of it. And it showed, I watched the second half and it showed me why he's so great you know this the richness in his music he is definitely a visionary you know uh and it, it was very reminiscent of how um kanye was on the watch the throne album and how he pretty much carried jay-z the watch the throne album was a kanye west album it was not a um a jay-z album but it helped evolve Jay-Z into the Magna Carter album. And so, and Kanye talked about how Jay-Z was saving certain songs for that album. And, you know, it really um, showed me the appreciation for his music. It actually made me want to re-listen to Donda again, because there was a lot, this one song a bunch of them that I like. One was called Come Come to Life, I think it was called. And then there was a song with um, The Weeknd that I really liked. So I got to re-listen to that album. But I didn't watch the uh, Drake part of the album, the um, concert. It really, um, I didn't watch the Drake portion of it because honestly, either Drake as a performer for me is just cheesy. And I just, I can't get into him as a performer. I, I I would never go pay the kind of money that people were paying. It was alleged that people in the front seats were paying up to upwards to $3,000 for tickets. I'm not paying $3,000 to see Drake. I'm just not on any given day. But everybody probably thinks because Kanye's the older one that Kanye needed Drake. Drake needed this look because... This took away the the, um, the stigma related to the Travis 
Scott situation where people were killed during Astro World. That um, I believe that he was set up, and I think Chris told me that it was believed that he was cutting out the middleman in in regards to the venue. He cut him out and he didn't need him. And so I think they came in and sabotaged the show. And now he's getting kicked kicked wise down. Coachella knocked him off the tour. Um, He even said, I'll perform for free. And they said, hell no. Sad the way he's being done. And honestly, Travis, take this as a learning point because. You saw how quick, like I said in the other podcast, how quick the Kardashians were to pull themselves away from you. You should really start being mindful of that and start making changes in regards to who's on your team. Because it wouldn't be surprising if someone on your team did this to you. So anyway, I want to talk about something more, more serious. So apparently Vivica Fox was doing some kind of sit down with her fans and talking to them. And she, and someone, a man actually asked this question, which was a rude question. Like, Vivica Fox is, like, pushing 60. The last thing she's worried about is having children. I mean, y'all, y'all think, like, if a woman doesn't have children, that's something wrong with her, or is that something that she missed out on? Everybody don't have the desire to bring children into this world. This world is very ugly. So this is what she had to say about that. Girl, I'm 57. <laughs> I, I got six guy babies. Don't think that I don't because I don't. I didn't birth children. That I don't have children. I have six guy children, and I do not feel less fulfilled as a woman. Period. All I got to do is spend an afternoon with them. So we get Christmas pictures on the day. And I had them on the speed cycle. I was like, you come at 6.15, y'all come at 6.30, y'all come at 6.45. We're going to be at CPK by 8.30 because I know they're going to get tired by 9.30. And sure enough, like clockwork, they did. And, and at the end of the night, I was like, Gigi, I love you, Corpus. Okay, I'll see you next time. All right. So when I love children, please do not give me I absolutely love children. In my life, it was career over children. And I never met the man that I can have children with. I did. Honest with the fact that, like, come on, why are you asking me this at 57? Like, I'm 57 years old. Do you really think I'm thinking about having children? Like, she's thinking retirement. She's not thinking about children. You know, she enjoys her godchildren, and um, it didn't say it in this clip, but there was another part of this conversation where she talked about how she almost married somebody and had children with them and her family was like uh uh-uh, uh no not him you also you gotta you, you if you're a woman of certain age and you have no children you gotta be careful with family because sometimes family will want to put you in where they think you fit in their life you know there was a time where i didn't have children and there was a lot of comments of i shouldn't have children with certain people um, there was a lot of comments that I shouldn't have more than one child. There was a lot of comments that I they can't see me with a, a boy child and I have two. So you got to also re- take what people say with a grain of salt. And I really hope that she, I wish she wouldn't have listened to them. I wish she would have had children. I think she would have been a great mother. 
and here's the thing we all get caught up in this whole um picture perfect thing it you know even if i had children got married and it didn't work out i wouldn't feel like less of a success than i feel right now um i'm not married i do have children and i don't feel like oh because i didn't have this other criteria of marriage that I'm less than, you know, I embarked on an untraditional lifestyle. And so I chose my career versus having children right out the gate as soon as I could. Um, yes, some people say, well, you're most fertile in your twenties. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's true. But, um, I never had a problem getting pregnant. So I feel like for me, having children in my 30s was the thing for me to do. I, in my 20s, did not have that motherly instinct. I was about self and about my career and about my goals. And so my children came after I had reached all the goals that I wanted to reach. So I see Vivica's point where she chose career over children. And that's her choice. You know, some people don't want the responsibility of children. They're a lot of work. You are nurturing a human being. And that human being is going to come out a product of what you make them and a bit of what their environment is. And so I do live in the suburbs. I live in a, a decent soda cat um cul-de-sac. And so my kids will have a different life experience than I did. I grew up in the projects. And I was very, very poor and on welfare. So they are not, you know, they are not on welfare and they, they're growing up in a two parent home. I had that, um, for a certain period of my life. So, um, I don't, I, I don't, I don't get why people asked her that question at 57 years old. Now, this story I'm about to talk about really, really broke my heart. It was a Baltimore, there was this Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland man. Um, he was a nurse practitioner anesthesiologist. You know, what? listen, I had to do my research. A nurse practitioner makes between 100000 and 140000 a year. When you are a specialist in anesthesiology, that's more money. He was making at least, I looked up, looked it up, at least $300,000 a year, okay? He was married, got, div got divorced, had children to that wife, was going through a custody battle with her. Then he had a girlfriend who also was a nurse practitioner and anesthesiologist. And so that's like $600,000 a year they bring it in together. That's good money. So anyway, they had an argument, him and the, the girlfriend, because he referred to her as his ex-girlfriend. And I'm going to let y'all listen to what this man did. For everybody out there that supported me and really knows what's going on, thank you all. Um, I've been going through a custody battle. I've been going through um, having my ex-wife say I molested my children and all kinds of craziness. Been fighting for custody for three years. 
So, uh, you know, shit has been real crazy. What's up, Oliver? You know about this. Um, going through it with my ex-wife, blah, blah, blah. So, meet, you know, and start dating somebody new. And she got pregnant. And, um, you know, we got in a fight. The first thing she does is threatening that she's going to do the same thing. Never going to see your kids, blah, blah, blah. It's the holidays, man. I don't have no family, nothing. Anyway, I just did something crazy, man. I just shot my ex-girlfriend in the head, yo. Um, felt like a dream. Like, I never thought I would be doing this. But um, I got to make it quick. In the head, yo. Um, felt like a dream. Like, I never thought I would be that guy. Um, I can't go to prison. So the person that really started my depression and all of this is my ex-wife so she next and then i'm going to do myself too but i just wanted to say this to people don't play with people's emotions man don't lie on these men oh here's my ex-wife right here today's the day so if you didn't hear in the end of that he said today's the day so to me that indicates that he's been threatening her i think i read somewhere that there were multiple calls to her from her house in regards to him and i think they even were able to get him on the phone and begged him to leave her alone but he ended up he needless to say he shot and killed his ex-wife so and then he killed himself he did fulfill what he said he was going to do this shit was really sad. This was an educated black man, a very educated black man, advanced degree. And he was just tormented by his situation that he just could not see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this is a message to men that are going through custody battles with toxic women because women can be toxic and so can men. You know, I don't know what he was doing because he's the common denominator in here. You're fighting with these two women. Two different women who ain't friends, you 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 gotta be doing something wrong, you know, in, in your approach. But if what she did was true in regards to saying that he blessed his children and the girlfriend threatening to keep the baby away, and I'm sure he told her about his custody battle with the ex-wife. And that's probably why she said what she said to hurt him. Well, it comes with a price. When you go trying to hurt people. They may hurt you back. And that's exactly what happened. You know, she, you know, and it's, it's sad what he did. And I wish that he would have walked away. Sometimes, man, y'all have to walk away. You know, unfortunately, you know, and it's, and people might be like, you're crazy. How can you say this as a woman? I'm saying this be as a woman, as a woman who understands your peace is worth something. And if, and I've, I've witnessed my own brother go through a, a toxic, toxic relationship where the mother alienated him from the children. And so I understood where he had, my brother fought tooth and nail to see those kids. He really did. And she just put every barrier she could and every parameter that she could. And needless to say, she won. I told my brother, he has other children to worry about. You got to be at the best you 
um, for those other children where the mother will allow you to be in their lives. When they come around 18, because they'll come looking for you, because they're going to want to know, they're going to want to confront you, they're going to want to know what, why you weren't there. And he's just going to have to explain it to them, you know, as best he can. Because no doubt, no doubt she's slandering him. You know, and there are women like like this, these like these um these uh victims that will say things to hurt you and do things to hurt you. And some people might not agree with me, but I think sometimes if a man is trying to be in these kids' lives and a woman's not letting them, let them go. I would have preferred to see him let that woman go, let that other woman go, and find him someone who wants him in their lives. Because it sounded like he was getting so much rejection that he couldn't take it no more. And anybody knows me, like, it, you can't get to me if by attacking, attacking me, but you can get to me by my kids. And it sounds like those women hit that button for him that was a no-no. And... We don't know all, we only know his side of the story because those two women are dead and re God rest their souls. Um, this is a tragedy. It was sad. I really like was this really like hurt me like to see this educated black man just um demolish his legacy, all that work he did, all that struggle, sacrifice that he did. I know what it's like. I have advanced degree, so I know this what he had to go through to get it. You know, he did a lot of research, he did a lot of reading, a lot of studying, a lot of test taking to get to where he's at. He was very intelligent. He was very articulate. And he was able to pinpoint where the root of his depression hit. And like he said, it was the holidays. He don't have any family. His kids were his family, you know, because none of the women wanted to be with him anymore. So the kids were all he had. And for you to take that from him, that was it. And he loved his kids because he didn't hurt those kids. They were in the car when he did what he did. But as much as he loved them and wanted to protect them, you didn't do the right thing, sir, because you hurt them because now they are the casualties of your war. And now they're going to mourn you, the mom, and they're, they're going to always wonder what if. Anyway, y'all, make sure you like, subscribe, make sure you leave a five-star rating, and y'all have a blessed night.